Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Veteran players, though, like this, they typically come in and out of OTAs. He'll pop up one day, maybe, pop up Monday not. I mean, it's not mandatory. It's voluntary with a wink-wink. And under the contract situations, like Jeff said, I can't see him or nobody else that's thinking about redoing their contract before the start of the season showing up to anything voluntary. Just get rid of the OTAs. They'll never do it. Well, but we'd have lo- you don't want that right drama. Now. We'd have no drama. Yeah, but I mean, do you want the Jaguars to, to learn the new offense? The, learn the new defense? Yeah, it's probably helpful for the new team. Yeah, but we need it. Um, do you think, uh, how much does it hurt like team like Arizona if Kyle Murray's not there? Like ah, the quarterback. You know, Tom Brady yeah, missed it yeah, a couple of years yeah. ago, but it felt a little bit different with Brady, right? I mean, he's been around for 20-some years, even at that time. Yeah. Kyle Murray, I mean, it's coming off a miserable finish, a bad playoff game. Yeah. Obviously got a little drama and the narratives and all this stuff. And now say, hey, I'm not showing up, too. Uh, and, again, I, I think from the NFL, from the guys in the locker room, they understand that stuff. Yeah. But could it linger? Could it leave a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't put a lot of stock in this time of year, and I don't think there's a lot of carryover. Mm-hmm. But you do wonder at the quarterback position. You don't see it very often with QBs skipping out on this time of year. No, you don't. I mean, I remember growing up with Favre. He, he did like, It was like a rite of passage for Brett Favre to skip out in training camp every single year. And he would show up, like, you know, before week one, it seemed like, sometimes. <laughs> um, and he was fine with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, as the quarterback, as the leader of your team, if you're not going through a contract negotiation, you always want to be there for your guys. You always want to set the precedent. And uh, I think, you know, I think you're still seeing that around the league. There's always an exception. So, yeah, I think a quarterback not being there um, is definitely a big deal, especially if it's a quarterback who's still kind of young uh, and learning things. Like, you know, I see Kyler Murray, what, going on his fourth year, third year? Uh, He will be on his fourth. On his fourth year. um, Probably has a pretty good grasp of that offense. You know, you have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who obviously is a very experienced wide receiver. I mean, is he even going to be there uh, or or, or going at a max capacity? Probably not. So um, every case is different. But obviously, if you're a younger team trying to learn stuff, you've got to be there. All right, so uh, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We are here at Devoli's House of Cards. We come each and every Wednesday, and i um, glad to be here as well as we've got some kids opening up cards over here. I would say kids are more like teenagers. Yep. Um, so kids, but teenagers. We had a kid in the in the Jordan. You said he's about six-year-old, seven-year-old guy. I was probably about early. six or seven, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, these guys earlier were on – they were helping, like, unpack and pack, like – this guy spent, I don't even want to say the amount of money this guy spent. Okay. A lot? A lot. Okay. 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 More than your backyard fireplace? Yes. Oof. Oof. Like more than, more than Kingsbury's backyard fireplace. Oof. Okay. That gave you a little bit of sense? Like a lot. Kind okay. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, where it is, now I saw the card. They pulled a Jalen Hurts one of one autograph. Um, it's worth about 20 grand. <laughs> 
You were here for that? Well, no, I wasn't. I saw uh, the card. Oh, okay. They, they had to open it up at the time. I, I saw it. Oh, you saw the card? Yeah, I saw the card. Is it, is nice. it cool? Yeah, pretty good looking is, card. Is this cool as the season's greetings to March Chase one? No. Okay. Not that we have. Yeah. Uh, that's worth like $400. doesn't matter. And if it doesn't look cool, it doesn't look cool. They actually had a Trevor Lawrence as well. That's yeah. like uh, probably about a $2,000 card. Nice, nice. That was cool. Was it autographed or jersey? But he, probably not a jersey. Uh, he had like a jersey snip. I think it was something from draft night or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, a piece of his suit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But, uh, Bottom line is even those cards, mm -hmm. at the value they are, couldn't make up for what the guy spent. Sure, sure. So he had to get a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and the big story in the card world is they've been trying to pull for this LeBron James card that's worth like $3 million. Okay. Um, it's a rookie nobody's card? Nobody's hit it yet. It's a rookie card? Or no? Uh, no. I'll, I don't know exactly. i got to be reminded what it is. So okay. when we when we do the card stuff a little later, I'll tell you. But okay. it's worth $3 million. Dang. Like people are... Really trying to go after, like after this. I mean, they'll spend a fortune just to try to. Go I mean, after do you know? Is it, so we don't know if it's autographed. We don't know if it's a jersey. Does it come with like some GM stake? I, I want to say. Lakers, I know. I know what it no, is. No, I want to say it's the three. Casey, is this the one where it has the three places he's played with yes. the jerseys of all the places? It has the logo. Cavs and Lakers. It has the logo man of the three uh, jerseys that he's played for. Yes. There you go. Oh wow! And is that a one of one? Yes. Whew. There's only one of them. Wow. Casey, how, do you have any idea how much, like, a box to even attempt to open? Isn't it, like, 20 grand a box? Yeah, it's an expensive box. I think the card got hit, though. Oh, did it? I thought. I thought it did. Casey, is it autographs so. as well? No, it's just the three, like, wow. it's just the three NBA okay. logos from, okay. like, Cavs, Heat. Uh, Which, by the way, was a great players. idea. Oh, yeah, it's genius. That's just, I can't, that's a lot of money. That's wild. But, yeah, I mean, you don't really know exactly how much it is, but I think the word is that it could be, like, $3 million, right? I mean, Casey? that's a... That's an NFT right there. That's what an NFT is. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And there's yeah. a lot of relationship between that and this uh, industry, in my opinion. We sure. can get a box to try to pull it for twenty-one thousand four hundred ninety-nine dollars right now. Do you want me to twenty-one thousand four ninety-nine to try to pull? It, which means it's pro either there's two things going on there. It hasn't been pulled, or it hasn't been public that it's been pulled. Yeah, it has. Because it's still it has not been pulled yet. Because it wouldn't be selling the boxes for that much. No, for sure. And it had sure. already been pulled. So Case, do, do you want to send your card info, or should I? I just put it in the cart. Like, I only have, like, seven minutes to check out. Let's just go see Casey, if you got that card, would you hang on to it and wait, or would you sell it right away? No, I'd sell it now. Really? Yeah. Just because it can't, I mean, even if he wins another championship, it doesn't really matter with a one-on-one, I guess. No, but consider this. What happens when he leaves, and now you can make a card with the four logos. Oh, good call. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah enough gotta, said. You sell it right sell. away. Yeah, yep. three million dollars you're selling. I didn't even think about that. Good call. It's twenty thousand dollars for three million. Yeah, that's a good trade-off, right? No, there. that's that's a good investment. Um, hey, by the way, you know how many uh, pair of shady rays I could buy with with that card? A lot. You probably buy the company. Yeah, <laughs> I might be able to. ShadyRays.com. Yeah. By shady the way, Brents, then, <laughs> it'd be Shady Brents. Yeah, that's a good tie-in right there because uh, you can buy some Shady Rays at ShadyRays.com, and if you use promo code Brent. You get 50% off two or more pair of shades. That easy. ShadyRays.com. Exclusively for our listeners, but you got to put in the promo code Brent, B-R-E-N-T. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange it within 30 days. You also provide 10 meals to fight hunger with every purchase. So uh, go help out a good cause and look good in style with your sunglasses fit style and performance with shady rays and an unbelievable lost and broken replacement protection plan so check it out at shadyrays.com once again the uh, promo code brent for 50 percent off 
two or more pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. Shock your mock. Yep. Uh, in the commercial break, you told me that you really put a lot on Casey's plate. I did. I did, yeah. I mean, this is essentially Devin Booker going down right now and Chris Paul having to step up, um, being 37 years old and everything, and, and kind of carry that workload. Now, Casey's much younger. Well, not much younger, but he's younger than I am. Um, so, thankfully, he can handle it. But, yeah, I gave Casey a tough task today. And that tough task comes from because I would say 2% of our viewing audience is going to rejoice for today's Shock Your Mock, and 98% of our audience is going to wonder what the heck I'm doing. And when I say it like that, it's because today is the annual anime edition of Shock Your Mock. Uh, the anime edition started when we had a super fan uh, by the name of uh, JMB... Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, JM Begay um, reached out to us and said, hey, this is my mock, and he happened to be an anime fan. And we ended up going back and forth on anime. So then a couple years ago, I decided, well, hey, how can we tie in anime with Shock Your Mock? Because anime is a very... I mean, in terms of stock right now, or in terms of um, cards... Anime is hot. It is hot. Uh, anime is hot with the youngs or the youths, as we call them. Not so much the olds, but the olds can deal with it, right? <laughs> That's the, the, true. the olds can deal with it. That's it. The, Keep the, the sand in your pants, no, olds. Exactly. The, the olds had to deal with the, the new Shock Your Mock theme song, which I guess is people are starting to come around to it a little bit. Well, a little too late for that because we got about another week left and then we're done with it. So hopefully you guys get your viewing experience or your listening experience in because we're, we're kind of coming to an end now, Shock Your Mock. But with that being said, this is the annual edition of Shock Your Mock anime style. Casey, hit the button. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked and chagrined, mortified and stupefied. So you tried to play GM and you started a mock. So I go to my boy Money Martin, I'll be popping the truck. We sell the mud. Gonna suck your mock. 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 Tell your mothers we're going to shock their mocks, right? That's, 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 how the, that's how the song goes. Let's do it. Tell your mothers we're going to shock your mocks. All right, so the reason why this one is going to be super hard on Casey today, because not only does he have to push the buttons that we have, that, that we've accumulated over time, we've, we've built the, our repertoire, as they say, <laughs> but now Casey has to put in every single anime comparison that I sent him this afternoon. So there's 12 picks. It's a long, tedious draft. So there's going to be 12 picks of anime characters that I'm comparing these draft picks to. It's, it's a Shocker Mock Anime Edition. Brent, you ready? And I apologize because I hopefully did some homework um, in terms of who some of these characters are. And if you hadn't, just uh, ride the wave, man, and follow my lead. I'm going to ride the right. wave, considering you didn't give me a heads up to do the homework. Oh, I guess someone didn't go on Twitter today. No. Uh, I guess someone didn't go on Twitter and check uh, when I take ESPN 690. But it's all good, man. Let's Back get it. Brent at Brent AS. No, I mean, that's too much work. You know what I'm saying? All right, so first pick, we got Aiden Hutchinson overall. By the way, once again, shout out to John for sending us this. He does it every single year. Big fan of it. Um, this is in honor of him. Thanks for letting me do my thing with anime and combining sports. Thanks, really. John. Yeah, thank you, John, man. We appreciate your, your uh, listenership or viewership, depending how you're getting this thing done. So pick number one of the Shock Your Mouth Anime Edition, Aiden Hutchinson. Number one overall pick. No trades, so a lot of picks to break down. Um... We know what Hutchinson is, right? You see it in the eye black in the picture, and you see it on the picture with Vegeta uh, from Dragon Ball Z. Reckless abandon, strong, powerful, blue-collar worker, 
but is he truly the best? Is he the safest, but is he the best? We don't know. One can make an argument, maybe Walker will have the more successful career. One can make an argument and say, well, maybe Thibodeau will have the more successful career. Even the dark horse could be Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. So it's definitely the safe pick. I'm not mad at it. But when we're sitting here three or four years from now, will he be the strongest? Will he be the best in the universe? Well, Vegeta's not. We'll see if Hutchinson is. Pick number 33. Now we're going off the rails. Casey, if you have the off the rails button, feel free to hit it. I understand you got a lot going on right now, man. But this pick, yo, he's, he's so no quick. Over. No over. He's so quick with it. All right. So <laughs> pick number 33. Whoa, who is that? So this is Monkey D. Luffy. All right? Now, any anime fan's going to know who Monkey D. Luffy is, but not every anime fan can tell me exactly what his powers are and what he does. And this is much like Chad Muma? Mama? I don't know. Linebacker out of Wyoming. Monkey D. Luffy is part of an anime called One Piece. Here's the thing about One Piece. There are 1,011 episodes on television of One Piece. So I don't have time to watch that. So I don't know who this guy is. Like, I know of him. We've heard the name maybe before, right? There's a lot to like about it. But I really don't know who this guy is. And to tell you the truth, I know personally the offensive coordinator at Wyoming. He was my, he's been, my, he's my Pop Warner coach back in the day. So I know Tim, Tim Palasek, by the way. He's the coach at Wyoming. I'm not sure if Tim Palasek knows who Chad Muma is. So listen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He does. <laughs> he does. But we talk about Chad Muma. We're talking about 6'3", 239, ran a 4'640". Um, you know, this is a linebacker that a lot of people are saying could come in and maybe compete for a starting spot, but it's not a guarantee. Uh, coming from a smaller school, he has the intangibles, he has the size, but does he have the instincts? Time will tell. I do not like this pick at pick number 33. It is a draft need alert, but I think you addressed the draft need alert with the wrong guy. And once again, I don't know a lot about him. I only had so much time, much like the, the anime One Piece. I heard it's good. It might be great. I never know. I'm not watching 1,011 episodes. That's a lot. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. So, like, time's up by 20 minutes, and that's, well, I'm, I mean, I don't know. That's Yeah, you don't have that much time. No, no one's got that much time. All right, pick number 65. We keep on progressing. Shakira's back. What, what, what do we talk about? We need Trevor Lawrence needs a weapon, right? So you try to address the linebacker spot. I think you failed on that one. Maybe you can do a better job addressing the wide receiver spot and making Trevor Lawrence happy. Trevor Lawrence sees this pick. Trevor Lawrence is requesting a trade because now you got at pick number 65, you got Cleo Shakir out of Boise State, right? Um, Chris Collinsworth and company gave this pick a D plus, and I'm with Chris Collinsworth. I know yesterday, Chris, we went off the rails a little bit, right? I really question what you guys are doing over there at PFF. He redeems himself today with a D plus, I think it's a little too high. Could be a D minus. Because talking about Cleo Shakur, talking about a couple things. Talking about a guy who ran a 4-4-3 at Boise State. Not mad about that, but is primarily a slot guy. And what did you just give all this money to in free agency? Christian Kirk and the slot guy. There's too many cooks in the kitchen right now. Um, and in terms of the skill set, like yeah, he could be intriguing, but he's useless. He's useless if he comes to Jacksonville because where do you put him? He's got to play the slot, and I think Christian Kirk can be moved around, but why not set Christian Kirk up for success if you're paying him that much money? Keep him in the slot. So the comparison in the anime world would be uh, Koji Koda, uh, who's from My Hero Academia. Guy's useless. His, his, his power, he, he, he attracts insects, and then, and then they step on him, and that's it. So he's useless, absolutely useless. Doesn't doesn't fit this team, doesn't fit the anime. I wish you'd just go away. Much like, with all due respect, Khalil Shakira, uh, we just don't have any, any, any room for you. 
And by the way, who knew that Gene Smith liked anime so much? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we got Wyoming and Boise yeah, State out Boise, of the gates. Boise State's respectable, though. Come on now. They, I mean, Gerald and Alexander. And then we're going Memphis. Are you going to hate Gerald Alexander? Wyoming, Boise Gerald, State, Memphis. Gerald Alexander? Come on now, man. You can't, you can't hit too much on Boise State. They're a powerhouse. Uh, next one, we got Dylan Parham, right? And we talk about oh, Dylan I Parham. The anime we, uh, we, we talk about a couple of things with Dylan Parham. So first mm -hmm. of all, Casey, since it is Dylan Parham and you don't have enough on your plate already, yep. do you have our Dylan Parham fun fact of the day? Yeah, I do. So uh, no more actual football things about Parham. <laughs> um, once again, cannot stress this enough. This human is very boring. But I will tell you, this might be the most loyal human on the planet. Okay. I went through all 444 of the people he follows on Instagram. I will say 92% are males. This man is loyal. If you end up in a relationship with Dylan Parham, he's not interested in other women. He's strictly about football and staying loyal to you. So this is the man you want to be with, ladies. Casey, can you confirm all uh, the females that he follows? Are any of them like big celebrities? Okay. Or any like thirst traps out there? Yeah, it's funny you say that because that's what I started to do. And no, Obviously. there's nobody wow. that really sticks out. He's out here following like his former teammates and then good, other good random dude. players in the league. Good but dude. yeah, mostly hey. males. Doesn't, doesn't have time for a girlfriend, I guess. Only cares about football. And, and I'm glad you gave us that fun fact because it really applies to what we're doing here uh, in the anime edition. The anime edition to this one, I'm going to compare him to King from One Punch Man. Now, we don't know a lot about King. Like, we don't know a lot about Dylan Parham. But what we do know is that he's technically the strongest dude in the universe. Now, we don't really know his power, per se. I do, because I actually read the manga a little bit. You read forward, you know what his power is. It's ridiculous. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But with that being said, we know nothing about this guy, but he's good. He can contribute, uh, and he's dependable. A lot like Dylan Parham. We broke it out Dylan, Dylan Parham a, a, a numerous amount of times. Um, they say he's a big-bodied guy eats gravel, sand in his pants. Now, people will say, and I, when I say people, the olds, and by the olds, I mean the olds scouts, will say that he's big-boned but has a small frame. Make zero sense, whatever. Don't buy into that. Don't buy into the olds. Stick with the youngs. Dylan Parham um, could be a guy that comes in right away at pick number 70 and could definitely get a starting spot at guard. I'm I not mad at that pick. This next one. Yeah, now we're going once again. I'm, you don't have to hit the button, but this this one, like I get it, but I don't get it. Pick 106, round number four. You got to think of a guy that can come in and maybe contribute right away, a guy that can be maybe a starting kind of prospect, and we're going with Damian Pierce here. All right, when we talk about Damian Pierce, we're talking about a 5'10 running back out of Florida, 215 pounds, 4'5", 940-yard uh, dash, and has a lot of tread on the tires because I, I, I guess Dan Mullen liked walking to the stadium. Dan Mullen didn't like driving his Ferraris or his expensive cars like he could have used with Damian Pierce. Dan Mullen rather just walk or use Uber or something like that. That's Florida's loss. That was Damian Pierce's loss. If he was used like he was supposed to be used, we could be talking about maybe a second or even a third-round type of talent just because he is that great, and he showcased those skills um, at the Senior Bowl. The anime comparison would be Mugen from Shamurai Shampoo. Now, Brent, if you've been in my office before, you see a giant poster uh, where I sit. It takes up the entire wall. That is this guy from Samurai Shampoo. The reason I picked Mugen was because, well, I'm not mad at the pick, but I'm mad where you, we have the pick. I pick round four, 106, right? It's a little too aggressive for my liking, and much like Mugen from Samurai Shampoo, his whole style is aggressive, um, not calculated, and just throwing himself out there. That's what our uh, mock draftee and John has done with this pick. I think it's way too high for a running back. It's way too high for possibly a third-string uh, type of guy. When There's other needs out there right now, like interior defensive line. All right, well, the interior is it next. Yep.
We've had this guy a lot on our show. We have. We've had this How guy a lot. How does everybody end up with like the same names? Are there like keep... 14 people being drafted well, no, next week? People, people are doing their diligence. People are learning here. So we have Noah Ellis, right? And what do we know about Noah Ellis? If you listen to any of these Shocker mocks so far, you know this guy is 6'4", uh, you know, 345, 360, whatever. I mean, listen, you know, maybe they're lying a little bit. If you watch the film, this is a very big dude. Had only one sack last year, and for good reason, because Brent, what are you in the 40-yard dashing? Uh, four six six. Four six six. six. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's adding another second onto that one. That's that's going to. Add <laughs> we were hoping it was four six six. I mean, is that electronic time or what are we talking about here? <laughs> that's the so, thirty-two yard dash. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he ran a five six six forty-yard dash. This is a he's a space eater. He's a, a run stopper. Um, an ideal nose tackle in a three-four or a four-three defense. Me specifically, if I'm using him, three-four defense all day. Go in two gap. And when I say two gap. Just stand there and don't get moved because the guy, that's what he's great at. And when you talk about standing there or sitting there or laying down there and sleeping and not getting moved, you got to talk about my dog Snorlax from Pokemon. Casey, yes, we broke him down a little bit before, but I mean, I mean, is this, is this, not the, this is like the Mel Kuyper of comparisons in terms of anime and the NFL. Yeah, there, there's a reason Mel Kuyper's not going to the draft is because he didn't come up with this. Okay, this is yeah, top-level stuff right here. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, like, you know, we had Lance Zerline a couple days ago talk about what Jameson Williams says the next Will Fuller. Get <laughs> uh, <he gets> serious, <laughs> Lance Zerline. This is the real stuff over here. This this is the real comparisons. This is what you people should be paying a subscription for here on ESPN 690, but we give it to you for free because we are a station of the people. So with that being said, Noah Ellis, Snorlax, enough said. Let's go on to the next one. By the way, can we get that card here and some Pokemon? Oh, Very yeah, nice. absolutely. I mean, Snorlax is very popular with, with all the youths out there. It's funny. Do, do we call them youths or youngs? Uh, Two youths. Youths. The, the, the youths. Okay, I like it. It's funny you say youths. that about Snorlax. I don't have much Pokemon stuff, but I have like an $800 Snorlax card, ironically. Do you really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's like is first like edition hollow. Yeah, it's a first edition oh, hollow, wow. yeah. Dang, man. Are you going to keep that or sell it eventually? Yeah, I'm just holding on to it right now because I like him, but at some yeah. point, like if stuff keeps going nuts, but you know. But Snorlax, yeah, the yeah. boy. Snorlax is the boy. All right, cool, cool. So on to the next one now. Um, okay, so a little fun fact about this dude. I can't say his first name. I'm not going to butcher it. Uh, his last name is Aquano, but also he goes by uh, Chigo. So, like, he, he's, yeah. he's called Chigo. So we're going to call him Chigo Aquano. There we go. Yeah, it sounds like right. But so but Chigo. Ch yeah, Chigo Aquanquo. Aquanquo from uh, Maryland. Um you know, you think of tight ends, you think of Vernon Davis. This guy is not quite him, but he's built a lot like Vernon Davis. Uh, pick number 180, round six, tight end, Maryland. When we talk about Aquanwo, uh, um, you talk about a few things. Every scout, whether it's the youths or the olds, raves about how built and chiseled this guy is. Seriously, like, that's that's the first thing that pops up. This guy's yeah, chiseled. Mercedes Lewis? He's, yeah, yeah. You know, like, looks like Tarzan, right? Looks like Tarzan. Um, I'm not going to say the other part because, you know, how I feel about the old narratives where he plays like Jane. That's not the case at all. This guy's a, a big-body dude, um, but he has a couple of things going against him. He's 6'2 only uh, and 238 pounds, so might be a, a little on the shorter side, and he's got very short arms. You know how Trent Bulky feels about long arms. He's, he's a long-arm dude, so I'm not sure this is really in Trent Bulky's wheelhouse right now. Um, one scout and and please, Casey, get the button ready, and this is coming from, like, I think, an old scout, said that he is a big fan of, I'm not, this is an exact quote, of his rocked-up physique. Hit the button. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. Just say that he's muscular. Just say that he looks like a G.I. Joe. 
Just say anything else. Don't say he's got a rocked-up physique, all right? That, 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 that can be a, a negative kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that can be taken the wrong way. You, you can get punched in the streets for saying something like that, okay? <laughs> so I'm trying to help these scouts out here right now because the, the, these scouts got another thing coming. Do you think you can just go to a guy and say you got a rocked-up physique? <laughs> Players don't take too kindly to that, right? So I'm trying to help these people out if they want to listen. Start watching the show a little more, and you might learn something for next year. With that being said, uh, he has running back vision, as they say. He's got really good vision in terms of when he catches the ball, but he does lack the route tree. They didn't ask him to really do too much um, at Maryland because, well, it's Maryland. It's Maryland. Yeah, it's Maryland. You're a terp. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. The, the anime comparison, uh, th that would be um, Alex Armstrong from the Full Metal Alchemist. My, my new tattoo that I got is from the Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, Alex Armstrong, if you know anything about rocked up. Yeah, if you know anything about him, he's extremely rocked up. And, like, uh, you could question where he comes from. A lot like this guy coming from Maryland. How talented is he? But when you talk about physique, you're talking about Alex Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. Next one we got. <laughs> All right. I love so, the fact that I just saw how it switched, yeah, and now yeah. I know what player you're getting. Oh, yeah, you I don't should. even know anything about this yeah. anime, Yeah, but, I'm but sure it you, seems to fit. I'm sure you could take a giant guess with what this guy brings <laughs> to the table. All right, so pick 197, round six. We're still going strong. Uh, we go to Arizona State, uh, and we take Jack Jones. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, not, no I'm sorry. Andrew, maybe I, I'm sorry. Pick 188, round six. We're going to Iowa State. Uh, we're taking a kicker. Uh, Andrew Mevis. Now, when I typed in Andrew Mevis uh, on Google, it kept on saying, did you mean Andrew Nevis? So that's not a good start. I guess Andrew Nevis is a, is a baseball player, and that's who they thought I was talking about. So Mevis is not really even on um, the, the radar in terms of being a football player, let's just say. Okay? And, and that can hurt you in the, in the long run in terms of how I feel about you. Now, when I did do some research about it, well, obviously the combine stuff had nothing on him. He didn't do any kind of the drills. Um, you know, his stats look okay. So I had to go to the local Ames newspaper. And what did they have to say about him three days ago? What did they have to say about him? Could be an interesting undrafted free agent for any football team looking for a kicker. Even the hometown paper. When your hometown team is saying you're going undrafted <laughs> and you chose to take him in the sixth round at pick 188, yeah, I hate this pick. And guess what? Chris Collins with the company at PFF hated this pick as well. We never see an yeah, F we grade. We like to agree with that. We, we never see an F grade on Shock Your Mock. But PFF gave it, and I just might give it an F grade too. Like I, I understand. Right now, we're getting towards the bottom of the barrel. Uh, we're, we're getting to the, the, the you know, the, the keystone light, if you will, of players. But still, you can take a kicker much later on in the draft than you can right now. So with that being said, this little guy here, if you're watching the streams right now, this is uh, Chiatsu. And Chiatsu does absolutely nothing in Dragon Ball Z. He's very pointless. He once got killed because he sacrificed himself for the greater good, and nobody batted an eyelash. Didn't, <laughs> didn't get a funeral or anything, right? Just a waste of time in Dragon Ball Z. It would be a lot better for a show if he wasn't in there, and that's all i got to say about him. Wow. He's pointless. He has so. really no powers. All, his only power was sacrificing himself and exploding himself, and he didn't do anything. Sorry, Andrew Mavis. Sorry, Mavis. Like get out of our mock draft. Yeah, and with all due respect to Andrew Nevis or whatever his name is, who I guess is a, like I said, I think he's a baseball player someplace. Have you ever heard of him, Andrew yeah. Nevis? Okay, well, look him up sometime. Uh, you're going to learn a lot. Next pick, who I think is not even a real name, but let's go with it. Pick 197, cornerback out of Arizona State, Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Well, once again, I had to Google Jack Jones, and what came up? American songwriter, and of course you know this, with such hits as the Love Boat theme. With such hits as <laughs> Wives and Lovers was another hit. The old are going to love this hey, guy. <laughs> what kind of song name is Wives and Lovers? <laughs> hey, hey, Jack Jones, what kind of life we live in, dude? What kind is, of, 
This is not your Jack Johnson music. No, and this is back in like in the fifties or sixties when stuff was conservative back then. And you got and your famous song is called Wives and Lovers. I gotta and, and his last song, of course, everyone knows it's on the tip of your tongue, Lollipops and Roses. Wow. Dude's really milking it in. Wives and Lovers, Lollipops and Roses, and the Love Boat theme song. Dude is probably a millionaire and it makes me absolutely sick. But if we talk about the player and Jack Jones out of Arizona State, talking about a guy who's five eleven, one hundred and seventy one pounds, ran a four five seven. And the scouts say, and this is kind of funny and also super disrespectful, he's got a string bean frame, right? Because when you're 5'11", 170, 171, like, much, like my grandma used to call me back in the day when I was coming up, you're a string bean. You have chicken arms and you're a string bean, and that's simple as that. You're, you're tiny. So there is some, obviously, questions about how well can he sustain a full NFL season with his height and with his weight. Um, he's a ball hawk. He's not afraid of contact but a very small individual at 5'11", 171. And by the way, the, the player comparison would be Haraku from uh, Fully Cooley, it's called, and her power is music, so obviously there's the tie-in with the Jack Jones. Uh, oh, and by the way, Haraku gets probably a lot better than Jack Jones is because when, you're, when, you, when your banger is Wives and Lovers and then Lollipops and Roses, no one's listening to that. Th th this guy is probably, and may he rest in peace if he's gone, if, he, if he's left us, but nobody's going on Spotify and downloading <laughs> your stuff. So, like, I'm, I'm sure his family, if they're still alive, they're still around his kids, in terms of royalties, you guys are probably getting $0.10 cents a month. I hope you guys feel special. Okay, next one. We're going to Percy Butler. This is a long shot here, Mark, by the way. Thanks for bearing with us, everybody. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to Louisiana. We'll, uh, pick 198. We're going to safety. Percy Butler, right? Uh, this guy, if you see the picture in the thing, if you know who that guy is, you know who that guy is, Brent. So Who's that dude? SpongeBob. That's SpongeBob as the quickster. I think Casey would appreciate this one. This guy ran a, uh, he's six feet tall, 194, ran a 436. Casey, hit the button, please. 436 alert. Speed. I. M. Speed. This guy's a special team stud. Okay, this guy will absolutely feast um, on special teams. Uh, Scout said that he has a feast or famine type tackle approach. So I guess he lowers his head, he goes for it all. Either you get it or you whiff, and it's going to be 88 out the gate. So um, take that for how you want. Um, obviously, size and strength are a concern. Six feet, 194, kind of on the smaller side, uh, especially for a safety. But at the end of the day, guy runs a 4.36, you find a spot for him, right? I think Doug Peterson is going to like that guy a lot. And obviously, SpongeBob being the quickster, Speed, 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 speed. All right, pick 222. Now, I, there's a lot to hate on this mock draft, with all due respect to, uh, to John here, but this one might have been the diamond in the rough because I didn't know who Jason Poe was until I looked him up, and now, lo and behold, I am very intrigued with this player out of Mercer. I didn't know Mercer had a football team. <laughs> They've actually I'll put be a lot into their football program. Have they? Because I haven't yeah. heard of them. So it's a nice so, stadium. Okay, well, so yeah. try to put some more in then because I haven't seen you guys play on TV <laughs> yeah, well, yet. They, right? I mean, up. I understand your basketball program beat Duke, and they, they it, did. it's all hunky-dory there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's all hunky-dory there. Your football team, though, I didn't know existed. So <laughs> marketing, um, promotion, I don't know, do something. But I don't know you guys existed. With that being said, Jason Poe, guard. Out of Mercer, pick 222. Um, this guy is 6'1", 300 pounds. All right, so average size, a little on the shorter side. Ran a 4'8", 9". Mm. I'll say it again. Ran a 4'8", 9". At 6'1", 300 pounds. A 31-inch vertical and rep 225, 34 times. Ooh. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, scouts out there say that this guy is the diamond in the rough. Um, they say that he moves uh, as good as any guard in this draft in terms of athleticism um, and in terms of, like, you know, trying to pull guards and stuff like that. Obviously, playing at Mercer, he plays against, you know, lesser competition. So the, the, the jury is still out on a guy like Jason Poe. 
But in terms of a project, in terms of a guy that you can take in, groom a little bit, and get what you want out of him, this is a steal, I think, at pick 222 in the seventh round because there's so much to like athletic-wise and what Jason Paul brings to the table. So if you haven't watched and, and watched the film, too, like this guy is, I mean, he's your prototypical guard, but he's, he's quick. He's quick to the, uh, to the draw, and he loves to hit people as well. So he, a lot of pancakes, um, a, a, a lot of maple syrup getting sp- uh, poured, um, and maybe why he's gained so much weight because he started out as a smaller guy and added on a lot of weight his last year, his senior year here at Mercer. The anime comparison would be Gyomi out of Demon Slayer. We don't know a lot about him, where he came from, but the guy's a stud in his own right, and truth be told, he's one of my favorite characters from Demon Slayer, so I throw that in there. Last pick, and then we're done, thank God. Uh, Devin Tompkins out of Utah State, wide receiver. This guy's just trying to make the team right now, right? I mean, you're talking about pick 235 in, in a 12-pick mock draft. Uh, you're, you're trying to make the team. You're on the back burner. Um, speed is this guy's thing again. Um, he's all about speed. Uh, this guy ran, you know, he was around a 4-4-3, I believe. Um, you know, he's on the backside of trying to make the team. He's undersized. He's 5'8", 155. Hey, 5'8", 155. Wow. Is Ty Martineau uh, entering the draft there. this year? <laughs> Is Ty Martineau <laughs> coming to the draft this year? Um, got a Ty reference. You should have thrown a picture of Ty in. No, I just <laughs> a picture of Ty, like, and I sort of cartooned it. Yeah, uh, he's 5'8", 155. It's all about speed with this guy as well, all about quickness, agility. But, you know, the biggest knock on this dude is, well, he's 155 pounds. What can you really do with him? Time will tell. The anime comparison would be Phaeton Porter of uh, Hunter Hunter, the smallest guy on the team, the quickest guy on the team, too, from the Phantom Troop, but he can pack a punch. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So, very nice. Your anime annual your mock. Man, Casey, nice good job work, by Casey. Man. Casey, the, the, the real MVP once again. Yeah, Thank good you. job by you. That's a lot of homework. When you're deep diving Jason Poe, that's pretty impressive. I'm now. telling you, man, he's an interesting prospect. I like it. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, all right, that's your shock your mock, and uh, uh, let's get to the phone lines real quick. Uh, we've got uh, Jacksonville Iceman playing in the playoffs. Tomorrow. What a great local week we have. Yeah, yeah, Ronald yeah. Ronald yeah. Jr. in town with yep. the Jacksonville Jets. Well, not with them, but against them. Yep. And so it was a fun night last night at the ballpark. Doug Peterson throwing out the first pitch. We've got a week away to the NFL draft as well. And the Jacksonville Icemen are hosting the first four games of this playoff series against Atlanta to get the ECHL playoffs rolling. And right now we have Jacob Friend on the line with us. He's a defenseman for the Icemen. Uh, Jacob, what's happening, man? You guys fired up, ready to roll tomorrow night. Yeah, what's going on, guys? It's good to be here. Um, for sure, we're all excited. Uh, pretty pretty unique experience to be able to get four games at home in a row, so uh, we're excited to get things going. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this setup, right? I mean, you got four at home, and then you go three to Atlanta if necessary. It's a best of seven. Like, usually we see series that's two and two and maybe one, 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 or two and two, three. Uh, like, what's the mindset of you guys? Obviously, you want to win all four. Uh, but it's tough to beat a team four times in a row. Like, I mean, do you try to go three and one? I mean, I, I, I don't get – how do you kind of factor in the way this is set up to what you kind of hope unfolds in this opening series? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's – it's. I mean, I've never even heard of it, having four in a row at home. <laughs> um, I've had some, some deep playoff runs in previous years of junior and at school. It's typically, like you said – at home, two on the road or two at home, and then you alternate. But honestly, our mindset is just to take one game at a time. If you if if you look too far ahead, then then you uh, miss what's right in front of you. So, ultimate goal is obviously to win 
four in a row, but they're a good team. They're an experienced team. It's very hard to win four in a row in playoffs, so we just got to focus on tomorrow night and and just start there. Jacob, when you talk about the preparation now uh, of starting, uh, you know, your playoff run, I mean, obviously the intensity goes up on the ice during the game and the physicality of it, but, like, how do you how do you guys handle the practices now? Is it a lot more mental in terms of trying to get your rest to gear up your bodies um, for that series, or do you guys still hit the ground running like it's, like, the first week of the season? No, you're definitely right. Um, practice gets a little bit more intense as well. Everyone, Everyone's a little bit more sharp. I feel like the last two, three weeks. Um, since I've been back, we haven't really had a full week of practice. We finally got to have three, four practices in a row. And just talking to Nick, our head coach there, after today's practice, um, he can tell and we can tell all in the room that we're all pretty dialed in and practices were, were pretty good this week. And I think uh, we're prepared and we're just ready and excited to get going tomorrow night. Well, you mentioned they've got some experience. What, what does playoff experience do uh, right about now, and, and how do you guys fall in that category? Um, I guess how much does it matter, uh, or if, is it still, hey, man, the best team wins? You know what? I would say that the old hockey mind would say that experience is pretty much all that matters in playoffs in terms of uh, best team wins, um, but... I think the game has changed a lot. Um, you look at the NHL right now, it's a lot younger than it was 10, 15 years ago, and the players that are coming into the league are a lot younger, and they're, and they're starting off better when they are younger. So, you know what? Um, experience means a lot in playoffs, um, and they have a lot of it, but that doesn't mean that we don't have any of it. Um, we have experience... But obviously we're a lot younger, less experienced team. <clears throat> we feel that we've had a pretty good matchup with them during the season. Um, but playoffs is a whole new beast. They have a lot of experience. We have less. But uh, that doesn't change the fact that it's still going to be a very tight, checking, hard-nosed hockey come uh, tomorrow night. But we feel we're prepared no matter what the experience level is. Jacob, when you talk about you know that that that, that playoff level, then everything gets amped up a little bit, including the physicality. You mentioned experience a little bit, but what does it mean for the team to have a guy like you, who your your bread and butter is physicality? Your your bread and butter is kind of playing a, an old school type of you know defender, where you're not afraid to hit somebody, you're not afraid to bring some grit. How much do does your team have to rely on that now that you're in the playoffs? Well, you know what, um, like you said, the playoffs. That's the style of hockey that that happens in the playoffs and I think that it gives players like me the advantage because I don't have to adapt my game too much to the playoff style game whereas players on their team that I'm typically playing against aren't quite as physical and maybe they have to change that and go out of their way to to try and do that which which feeds into my hand because I'm I'm used to it and they have to change their game for me where I'm just still playing the same way 
Jacob, you know, I mean, me being a former NFL player, now I'm, I'm a current MMA fighter. Like, you know, we always said in the, in the NFL, like, guys either have it or they don't in terms of maybe playing defensive line and stopping the run. You know, it's like a certain mentality, and it's hard to turn on and turn off. Do you feel that it's the same in hockey in terms of, like, either you're a physical player, you know, you, you, you play the old school way, or you don't? Like, can you fake it, essentially, or does it kind of get brought to light eventually? Uh, I definitely th agree with you in the sense that you either have it or you don't because a lot of times people don't want to play that way. And, I mean, you can turn it on for a shift or maybe a period or a game or two, but in the grand scheme of things, if, if you want to do it that way, you're going to do it. And if not, I mean, you're just naturally going to find reasons not to do it. Um, and that's the big thing for playoffs is just making sure that you're constantly sharp and ready to play a tough style game. I can't fake it. I didn't. I don't fight for a living. I don't play <laughs> hockey for a living. I didn't play in the NFL. I wear makeup for a living on TV at night. So um, I can't. Hey, fake at it. least you know who you are, man. You know uh, yeah, what I'm that's saying? It. That's uh, important. So, <laughs> the, uh, hey, let's leave you with this. How much will you feed off the crowd? You get four of them right in a row at home, and you know Jacksonville is one of the best fan bases in the ECHL, yeah. and they've got to be elevated here coming up these next couple of nights especially. How much will you feed off that and your team feed off that? That's going to be big for us. I mean, I don't know if these fans know how much we feed off of it, even in just a regular season, like Wednesday night game. Like I know other teams coming in, and I know Atlanta coming in, know that they're going to have a tough building to play in. These fans are awesome. Um, we feed off of it every shift. Like we hear them every shift. Like I don't know if they understand, but they're a big part of our team. Well, they'll be loud and proud starting tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Jacksonville Iceman against Atlanta begin a seven-game set in the ECHL playoffs. Jacob, friend, good luck to you and the Iceman tomorrow night. Look forward to seeing you guys play. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm excited. You bet. That's uh, Jacob Friend here at ESPN 690. We're live from Davoli's House of Cards. Let's take a time out. We come back. Uh, we talk about the other big thing going on in Jacksonville this week, and that is Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. How did it go last night? How did it go today? Is he almost set to go back to the big leagues? Has he shown enough already? Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back on ESPN 690. Right after this, here on a Wednesday from Davoli's House of Cards. Back here to the Lowe's House of Cards, Fred Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Uh, and uh, good to have Jacob Friend from the Iceman on. Uh, shock your mock anime style. Big topic on the day, uh, of course, Debo Samuel. Is he going to go anywhere? Would the Jags be interested? Are they maxed out at receiver? <laughs> uh, which way are they going to go? And, and uh, where does Debo end up? So big discussion. You can always subscribe on YouTube, uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, and on our podcast, same thing, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Real quick thought, it was a heck of a night last night in town. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp hosting Gwinnett. Acuna Jr. here went one for three with a double. Just missed the home run, in fact. Uh, they played again today. I think he walked and scored a run. Uh, Shrimp won 9-1. to one. Uh, but overall, big crowds last night. They, you can really tell. I saw so many when I was out there yesterday. I saw so many Braves fans coming in yeah. uh, with their gear on. Uh, it's we talked about it a little bit yesterday. It's the fun part of having a minor league team in town for moments like this. Yep. Uh, but also that kind of player you don't get to see up close and personal very often. He's one of the most electrifying players in the game, and he might be back in the big leagues like in real short order because he looks kind of ready. 
No, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, obviously it's just a, kind of like a formality um, at this point. And, like, I, I saw a couple of the highlights that he had. I mean, yeah, yeah it looks like he's uh, back to at least close to 100%. He actually says he, he wondered, like, where he'd be. Yeah. He thinks he's a better player now than he was. Sure. Now, and I don't know how you feel that. I mean, you, got, you know your own body, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah, got to yeah. get up there and see it. But uh, it's also a confidence thing too. You tell, I mean, you have to tell yourself that you can't say, "Well, well I feel worse," you know. So that's a good point. Because especially baseball being so mental. Yeah, but and you got to build that confidence. But yep. you're right with some of the reps that he's getting. Um, two things uh, of note. I thought it was cool. He stayed around a long time. He was signed autographs. I mean, he made it a special day. I think for a lot of fans. Yep. There's a great video I tweeted this morning. I don't know who found it or had it, but he was caught a ball down left field line, like coming toward the stands, and he like fist bumped. Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, kind of like Booker. Sure, sure. Uh, and so. So just you got to love when the players like that appreciate it, understand it, get it, you know, to that point. I also thought about this, Casey. I don't know if you wouldn't know this. You think on a rehab assignment, do they, like, tell the pitchers, listen, you don't need to, like, just throw one down the middle. But we don't want you, like, I'd rather you not walk them and stuff like that. You almost feel like on these rehab stints, they say, let him get his work in. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt they do. Yeah, I doubt it, too. Because, like, if you're Max Meyer last night, aren't you, like, and I want to strike out Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I would, yeah. Like I, mean, I want that on my resume. That's a, that's a feather in anybody's cap. Yeah, and, sure. and by the way, if you're Acuna Jr., you want him to pitch you just like you'd be pitching, you're going to get pitched even harder in the big leagues. Correct. Yeah, but correct. It, it's kind of an interesting, I mean, if you really wanted to just throw fastballs or get some alive work, you could do that anywhere in a simulation form, like with your own system. You don't need to do that in a game. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, get some work in. Uh, scheduled to be here through the end of the week as far as we know, uh, for Ronald Acuna Jr. with Gwinnett against the Jumbo Shrimp. Of course, you can listen to Jumbo Shrimp Baseball right here on ESPN 690. We'll be back from the Bullies House of Cards right after this. Football at 5 rolls on. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.